and welcome to Found in Translation, a weekly-ish exploration of one fellow's translation of the Christian scriptures, one chapter or so at a time. I'm Brandon Rhodes, and across the internet from me is the translator himself, Brandon Johnson. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Good to see you this wonderful morning. Yeah, good to see you. Here at the end of all things Galatians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be. How does it feel? How does it feel to be here? <laughs> like we've gotten to explore now the third letter of this geeky project of yours. Yeah, it's uh, it's becoming more real. Uh, it's interesting seeing too, like the skill. I feel like of my own skill of translating along the way. Like we're we're kind of going in rough order of when I translated, and yeah, it's evolving. It's so. I think it'll be great to do a little recap in another few months or a year and just see, okay, now you've gone through, we'll have one episode just on Matthew. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, you got to follow up on that. What would I revise? Yeah. Yeah. What are you finding in a retranslation? Yeah. 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 So this week we're just going to be talking about Galatians chapter six. So a few things we're going to be talking about, if you're going to read along on your screen, we're going to discuss, uh, you can see this in the footnotes, but the yourselves and yous all throughout verse one kind of alternates between singular and plural. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about really the whole verse of chapter six, especially uh, if you want to see where we're going. Open up the ESV version, if you dare, and just compare Brandon's translation to that. Uh, It's totally in a different direction i love it wow i love yours not yours <laughs> and then verse <laughs> and then verse eight uh gets into some stuff around um the flesh and reaping corruption and uh yeah that's that's gonna be some interesting stuff and then finally we're gonna end back on verse two there's this language of christ's torah which will be a good opportunity for us to kind of take an overview of galatians as we've both come to understand it both in the translation process and in the conversation uh, along the way. So if you haven't had a chance to read that uh, translation, you can find that in the episode notes in your podcast player, or if you're watching us on YouTube, you can just uh, scroll on down there and find it in the uh, show description. Uh, We always encourage you to check out the footnotes. There's a few of them in there. So go ahead, hit pause, we'll be here. Give it a read. Hey everybody, welcome back. Let's start in verse one. Um, it's, a good, it's a good place to start. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself on like numbers. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, you want to give that a read? Uh, and again, folks, we're going to be l- listening for the different tenses of you and yourself and all that in there. Mm-hmm. Family, even if a person is caught regarding some kind of sidestepping, you who are in line with the life breath, restore them with a gentle spirit breath. Examine yourself so you will not also be tested. Groovy. Yeah. So, you notified me that the U's in this are not all singular. They are not all singular. Um, 
even though your translation so, did not acknowledge that. It's uh, <laughs> it's just, it's a weird thing, and English just just doesn't have the uh, the differences, and like less we go, like we've talked about before, y'all. Um, Some English does your your Oxfordian ways are. <laughs> I know concealing I know. the manifold wisdom of God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. There we go. I'm going to change the color here. Ooh, All right. Yeah. So for those of you listening in, he is uh, color coding the yourself and yous and families and this to go. denote. Okay. So what I have here in yellow is family at the very beginning and the you for you whore in line with the life breath. Mm -hmm. um, those are plural. And then the next sentence, the second half of the verse examine yourself singular so you singular will not also be tested hmm. um which at first glance was like and maybe it just felt like changing it up except that paul is really consistent in using plurals through all of his letters unless he's being really emphatic about each individual it's so mm -hmm. they're there's a reason. There's always a reason he changes it. Mm -hmm. And what do you think the reason is here? I think um, he's talking to the community as it's the whole community's job to restore people with a gentle spirit breath. And then the next verse, carry each other's burdens. Like that's the community's role is to build people up. Yeah. Yeah um and holding each other accountable is part of that but it, accountability i always grew up hearing accountability is essentially like calling people out and making sure that they knew they were bad and you better change it or else yeah um and usually about sex very often about sex <laughs> yeah. yes um but accountability is so much more than that it's can be proactive it's helping train people and support people help people get what they need in order to like meet the expectation there's so much there's so much involved in what accountability yeah, I, actually I would just is. throw the word accountability out entirely is just christian mumbo jumbo for abuse and control because yeah. what you're getting at is yeah like yeah supporting well, one I mean, another to be fully awake and alive even using it in more of a like business setting it gets used in these really positive, proactive ways, but all of a sudden you start using it in a church setting and it's only about shaming people. And it's like, yeah. what, how does that- Damn it. Yeah, how does the false accuser have a voice in the church where it doesn't in business of all places? Of all places. He's like, no, Mammon's already yeah. talking enough over there, we good. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to look, I, my footnote a, a here is saying, essentially, I wish, Microsoft Word would let me format this differently, but it doesn't. Yeah, I want this to be a part of the same paragraph because it really is just a continuing the same flow of thought. The preceding paragraph listing the fruit yeah, of the spirits the end, and yeah, the end of chapter five there. Mm -hmm. And if you look, if you remember from last week's episode, if you haven't watched it or listened to it, do that. Uh, the list of things not to be and not to do is like. 80% about being aggressive and hostile to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then this the last verse in chapter five is we should not become people who project an empty reputation, meaning like we seem like we're so good, not being hypocrites of like we're we're kind, loving people, but really we're posturing towards each other, like that menacing and, and being envious or yeah. spiteful towards each other. Like, yeah, don't do that. So family, even if you as a community catch someone regarding some kind of sidestepping restore them with a gentle spirit those of you who are actually filled with this loving life breath Mm -hmm. and while you're at it examine yourself you who are doing the restoring so that you won't be tested being tempted to be hostile and aggressive in your attempts at restoration Mm -hmm. like that's what it's called talking about yeah, don't give the accuser of yourself a foothold in mm-hmm. the process, like in the work of like ho- coaxing out Christ-likeness um, and helping people get back on the path. Um, that's that's really really messy work, and it's mm-hmm. really easy to let self-righteousness, superiority, judgment, shame, mm-hmm. um, holy, unholy. Of... Yeah. All that. Yeah. That just, it's just the way of nature being human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's because you're impatient and want it to be good quicker, or yeah. if it's because yeah. you get a sense of satisfaction of like, well, I'm not doing that. So I'm pretty cool. And they're not, or this is how I know I'm in and they're out and they re- they need me to let them in. So I get a sense mm-hmm. of satisfaction mm-hmm. out of that. Like, Whatever it is, keep an eye on yourself because that's a, when you are holding people accountable or for getting rid of that word, calling people in. Yeah. Um, Restoring. That is a, that's a time where we're tempted to be dicks about it <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. Don't, and keep an eye on yourself so that you're actually restoring and not shaming well, and and particularly it, this chasing, this being the chaser to the shot of y'all who are in line. Like it, it takes a village, it takes a church to restore someone who's sidestepping, whatever that in this case means. Maybe being a dick, um, in some way. Yeah, right. Um, it's really yeah. easy when we're all doing this together. It doesn't, it doesn't have to mean like we had a meeting and we all agreed with the path we're going to go down here but if even if Mm -hmm. there is it's a more diffuse kind of zeitgeist effort to like help restore somebody um that makes it all the more like we are the holy ones we are the ones who have our like poop in a group we are the ones who have it uh, sorry our shit together um (laughs) (laughs) i i felt weird about it too some interesting visuals started coming to mind there yeah yeah i (laughs) I heard, I, I first heard get, uh, poop in a group uh, at a Christian uh, workplace, a, a denominational workplace, and thought it was hilarious. Because like, oh, you mean have your shit together. I know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> we all know what you're doing there, Flanders. Um, yeah. But yeah, like mm-hmm. that, that, t- that we're all in this together thing, it in of itself risks us all being a dick. So like right. you individually like do the work 
if you're going to do the work of loving somebody in a way that's that calls some that says you're living a path of violence or greed or domination or aggression let's work <laughs> may this may the life breath bring some life here mm -hmm. if we're all doing that together it is still there's a space there for the power dynamic to happen. So check yourself before you wreck right. someone else. Right. Yeah. Cause it's the opposite here. It's like you who are in line with the life breath, restore them. So yes. it's the people who are living out love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, being beneficial to others faithfulness, yeah. gentleness, gentleness, and self-control, you who are actually doing all of that, restore those who are not to doing that again. Yes. And make sure that you keep an eye on yourself so you don't also stop doing that in the process. Because, yeah, it's not just about, like, stop doing the bad thing. It's, like, let the life breath do that love, joy, peace, patience, beneficialness on down the line. Like, mm-hmm. That's where it's at. Yep. Gentleness and self-restraint are important ones in there too. So, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, let's move down to verse six. Can you, uh, read that for us and explain yourself? Yeah. Okay. Whoever is taught the message must be given a share of all its benefits along with whoever teaches it. I'll go ahead and read the uh, ESV right alongside that now. Come. One who is taught the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. Now go ahead and read yours again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say that. Say it again real quick and then I'll read it. Okay. Mine. Yeah. Uh, the ESV says, one who is taught the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. Whoever is taught the message must be given a share of all its benefits along with whoever teaches it. So the ESV is saying, uh, hey, if uh, if you're not in a teaching position or whatever uh, in a local church, uh, you got to be like tithing so that the people who do teach get paid, which is a, I mean, it, apart from any judgment or critique or embrace of like people being yeah. paid to be local teachers they yours is saying something quite opposite <laughs> yeah and and i think technically the esv's language there is okay in the <laughs> sense that it's very literally technically correct like we tend to use share as i'm sharing with you meaning i'm giving something that i have to you mm -hmm. but what the es the language is just like both people get to share it right and so, but the context here is very clearly the people who are teaching, who are speaking into the lives of others are trying to be beneficial, trying to restore those who are receiving the message. Looking at chapter, uh, verse one again. So that's the emphasis of what needs to be really clear in verse six is that whoever is being taught must receive the actual like good news yes. from the one who's teaching it. And, and yeah, having it even 
hint at being the other way around is messed up. It's just it's promoting shearing the sheep, really. Um, Damn. Yeah, it, it's it's not a, when you're in a position of serving and leadership and teaching. It's not for your benefit that you do that. Like you may find benefits like personal growth and again, but yeah, that's not the point. The point is to be beneficial to those you're serving. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's like, I, you know, great. I'm, I'm cool with like people being paid to be servants in a particular way in a local church. That's been a great and helpful and sometimes problematic thing in the church mm-hmm. and the ESV translating it the way they do is is basically turning into turning a passage about mutuality into mm-hmm. exchange right right and there's no exchange uh around something like this in the mm-hmm. the kinship family of God yeah, your family, the relationship should not be transactional. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you make it transactional, it like love can't really, love will win, but it's going to have to break some things to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you have someone being paid to teach you and stuff, don't be jerks to them either. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Pastors and teachers are also people who deserve to be treated with kindness and love and patience and gentleness. So, mm-hmm. so that that's not what we're saying. That it should be going in all directions, but the emphasis of this verse, yeah, is is towards who are receiving the message. Yeah. Well, and if anything, like the, whoever's taught the message must be given a share of all its benefits along with whoever teaches it. Um, you can't just be a traveling. I mean, you can, but like there has to be some space of mutuality in that person's life to be part of this flow of the fruit of the life breath emerging in humanity. That's a gobbledygook way of saying they can't just be paid speakers. Mm-hmm. They, like, no, that, they're supposed to be part of the same family. There should be a relationship. Yeah, they should be. Yeah cleaning the dishes and <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah Every, everything that goes with figuring out how to be this what does willie jennings say publicly boundary transgressing kinship network mm-hmm. that we call the church yeah yep and this whole passage is about uh really caring for people who are quote-unquote sinning like it's that's what verse one is like and then it talks about chapter or verse two carry each other's burdens which makes me think of matthew where it talks about the pharisees placing burdens on people without lifting a finger to help them with it and it's like nope we are gonna hold each other to a standard but we're gonna help each other get to that standard not just like tell you you're doing it wrong better get your act together or else and that's and that's what verse six is about is like when you're helping someone like say hey understand you're not living in line with the standard let's get there together like that's 
giving them generosity, giving them grace, being gracious with them, giving them good news, because you're saying you're not alone in this. I'm here with you. You still have value. We care about you. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting the benefits of the message. So let's go down to verse eight. Again, we're just going to do the whole verse. And this will be one of those, we'll just contrast it with the ESV right up front. So you read it, I'll read ESV. Okay, there we go. I hate to have my voice be the one on air being associated with it, but. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with seven since that's one sentence. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll let you know when I get to eight, since I think we only have ESV in eight here. Yeah. Do not wander from the path. God is not snubbed. Whatever someone plants, this is what they harvest. And here's eight. Since whoever plants for the advantage of their own bodily impulses will harvest from their bodily impulses something short-lived. But whoever plants for the life breath harvests, harvests from the life breath age-long life. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh. What? I said it wrong. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> it bad uh, uh for the, let's try that again for the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh i did it again why do i because their word order is awkward that's why yes, not sir. like my not like my translation never is because it's never like, ever has but, been right right for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Now the salient drama there is mm. flesh and corruption, right? Yeah. Yep. And keeping in mind what it's talking about in chapter five is that the, the stuff that comes from bodily impulses is sometimes self-indulgence, like substance abuse, alcohol abuse, that kinds of stuff. But largely it's, aggression, using other people, hostility, being combative. That's the the majority of the list and the what's being, being described as bodily impulses or fleshly behavior um, yeah. in chapter five. And then of course living in the harvesting from the life breath is that fruit of the spirit. Is those kinds of things are what he's talking about. The love, peace, patience, gentleness. Yes um so the the we've talked about flesh and all the baggage that goes there technically it's correct it's talking about the stuff bodies are made of mm -hmm. which is what flesh means but flesh in the church tradition has come to hold its own like theologically weird meanings in addition to just the stuff of the body bodies are not bad Bodies were created by God and called very good. Um, and they're about like brains are survival organs, basically. It tells us what we need. And the difference is like, do we just like impulsively in the moment just go based on whatever we feel like we need in the moment? Or are we trying to hold these larger values intention and make informed choices yeah. about how, which way to go? Um, so it's, yeah, not the things that the body wants us to do are not bad things, but they need to be done at appropriate times and in appropriate ways. 
mm-hmm. um, and those larger values of love, joy, peace, patience, etc., help us know how to do those in appropriate ways and at appropriate times. Um, mm-hmm. And then we come to the word where I've done short-lived and ESV does corruption, which again, technically not an incorrect word there, but if you're thinking about like corruption, like a fruit is corrupted when it's rotting because its life is over. Its lifespan is at an end and it's decomposing. That's what the word corruption means there. And we, in like everyday speech, we don't use that for that very much. We almost exclusively use it in its metaphorical sense of rotten behavior or rotten motives, um, like a corrupt politician. Yeah. Um, but corrupt literally means like rotting. Hmm. Um, and we use it just mostly in its metaphorical sense uh in our culture which is confusing here because it's talking about being at the end of a life cycle being ready to decompose and not like it's just super quick like if you just go based on the impulses now i want sex now i want food now i'm angry so i'm going to just act on that without thinking about it um it's a very short-lived benefit that you get from that and then it's over and there's damage to be cleaned up Mm -hmm. and whoever lives from love joy peace gentleness self-restraint all those things that leads towards a healthy not just me but a healthy community leads towards the kind of community described in torah where the whole community is living towards age-long life in the land with a healthy, hopeful community where everyone has what they need and everyone's treated well. But if you read this as like, if your evil body leads you to do evil things and evil (laughs) happens from that, hmm. but if you are... It sows to the spirit, then you get to go to heaven when you die. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what, man? Like, have you read the context of this at all? Like, this doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, I know you're sticking with the more broad, like the more literal sense of like age-long life. Like, mm-hmm. A more somatic like sense of it than yeah. going to heaven but i think there's a there's an additional way that more where i where i take this like that sense of whatever they have as eternal life you as uh age-long life is um in, sen- in some sense participating in the life of christ in this in this life Partic- the divine life participating with us so if you have this steady list of contrasts for the past cha- two chapters of like aggression and dickishness and gentleness and hospitality and not letting what is tender to us become an obstacle towards uh, other people's full humanity and worth. Mm-hmm. Then the contrast is here is between um, bodily impulses 
leading um reaping rot mm -hmm. and like that's just the path of death or right. the the path of the the fruit of the life breath which is participation in the divine life apart from whether you go to heaven or how long you live it's um a right kind of a mystical quality right yeah anytime you see aged long life it's not talking about an individual it's talking about the community it's hmm. talking about the the oh, vision of a future healthy community enduring over a, an age yeah. in like the mythic sense like an epic sense of an age yeah. um that is described in deuteronomy 28 to 30 that's where that phrasing comes from mm -hmm. the messiah age in some sense mm -hmm. the jubilee the new creation the messianic age mm -hmm. yeah the and way it's of... full of blessings mm -hmm. yeah yeah which takes us to verse two what that doesn't come after a i thought we decided we had our counting be down strong <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I i am not as good at counting as you thought um yeah so uh verse two i guess probably starting again with that last sentence of verse one yeah so i'll start first one and two here okay Family, even if a person is caught regarding some kind of sidestepping, you who are in line with the life breath, restore them with a gentle spirit breath. Examine yourself so you will not also be tested. Carry each other's burdens, and in that way, you will, be, you will completely live out Christ's Torah. Hmm. Yeah, that final phrase is fascinating christ's torah usually it's um conventional translations is like christ's law yeah or the law of christ the yeah. law of christ yeah which i was kind of surprised though every other place that the word law has been shifted to torah i've really generally dug because of the problematic way that law has become something really weird and makes god into a legalistic booger um mm -hmm. But then here, I was like, oh, I actually kind of miss the phrase, um, the law of Christ. Like, look, here's the one guiding principle of Messiah, of Christ, and it's this. But then as I, like, got my hackles down <laughs> and actually sat with this, it's, fa it's a fascinating—I mean, it's, it's a more faithful and healthier in other ways— way of rendering this we've talked about torah instead of law in other episodes and other seasons mm -hmm. as well but here um it really enunciates the the jewish vision of i mean because christ is you know the anointed one is messiah so uh, carry each other's mm -hmm. burdens and in that way you will completely live out the torah of the messiah the torah of the anointed one Mm. Or to riff a little bit further, the, the the Torah of the one who brings in the age of, of promise and life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I like that you described law as guiding principle, because I think that's a really good way to define Torah, too. Mm. 
Um, Torah, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, it, often it's translated as instruction, mm -hmm. um, but it's more than just teaching in that kind of instruction. It's like a direction. It's an instruction like a, that gives you a way to know how to move forward. And it's even related to the verb to shoot, like to shoot an arrow. Oh. And so you yeah. can, uh, the Torah is like the arrow that is shot to give, to trace out the path, give that guiding principle of, you know, which direction to move, mm -hmm. to head towards that messianic promise, that new creation, that age of jubilee. Hmm. Um, so I think that all really fits rather without the hero rules that you either have to keep or break or else. Yeah, it's a trajectory, yeah. not a yeah sequence mm -hmm. of it's a it's rules. a it's not even explicitly about what you do, it's about how you do it. Are you doing it with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control? Mm -hmm. Or are you doing it with hostility and aggression and self-indulgence and using other people? And the details of like exactly specifically what action you're taking mm -hmm. are much, much less important. Not completely irrelevant, yeah, but much less important. Yeah, he's uh, he's been spending this whole letter arguing from Torah about really a particular way of holding Torah as the people mm -hmm. who are living as the first generation of folks who believe that the the, sto the story of Israel is one where now others are being grafted in. The promise of all the nations coming to Jerusalem, flocking to Mount Zion um, to behold the glory of God behold the glory of God in Jerusalem on the cross mm -hmm. and the kind of grafting in that is possible, the kind of holy belonging that we are now living into is set by God, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, is set by the God who was crucified, take bearing the, like the curse, the, uh, what, what's your word for it? Um, Consequential uh, terminalities. The, the declarations. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the harm, the impending harm that comes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The impending when... harm and doom. Like yeah. he takes that on in himself. Mm -hmm. And the way that we're going to be grafted into that story now is people who aren't of Jewish descent um, is not apart from Torah. It's, but it's d determined by Messiah. Mm -hmm. It's determined by. Messiah, who has centered that teaching in Leviticus, mm -hmm. love your neighbor as yourself, is the same thing as love the Lord your God. Right. Yeah. And just here earlier in Galatians, it talks about that is the way to sum up the entire Torah, is love mm -hmm. your neighbor as yourself. And talks about how all the specific directions in Torah do not supersede the promise to Abraham that all nations will be declared worthy through him. Yes. Oh. Uh, Christ's rendering, Christ's living out of Torah centers those things. 
mm-hmm. and anything that's in competition with those things, what, even if it's specifically following a particular direction in Torah, if at any point that particular direction comes in conflict with welcoming all people in and loving your neighbor as yourself, then that's not the particular direction to follow right now because the love and yeah. welcoming always supersedes everything else. And that's the that's the payload of Galatians. Like we've gone, we've really leaned into this. This letter has been an experiment for us in really leaning into an extremely historically particular question that Paul mm-hmm. is grappling with. The first question of the church is, here comes everyone. Mm-hmm. And what do we do with the the God-given good things that got the story this far and have sustained us, and now we're feeling this tension? Mm-hmm. And that the implications of that are so steadily vast. We've we've dropped the breadcrumbs cl- along the way throughout this season of whatever clear clear from our nature. <laughs> or from our um, denominational traditions or the teachings of the magisterium or our local church or communities um, membership or covenant or whatever it is, those are all held to the, um, the Torah of the Messiah of, is this everything you've been saying? Is it bearing the fruit of the spirit? Is it love? Is it love and welcome? Is it solidarity? Mm-hmm. Is it recognizing that, distinctions must not become divisions and destructions right well that's male female what's that belonging comes first belonging creates people who together figure out how to live out christ's torah not you have to follow the rules in order to belong yes yes Brandon, I have to return the laptop stand I'm using to my wife for her podcast, uh-huh. Spiritual Wanderlust. <laughs> great, great podcast. Um, so you have one minute <laughs> before okay. we wrap this. How do you? Yeah. I mean, I think just even teasing out some of the implications, just briefly, like Paul's example through all those things has been circumcision, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, Torah says, you should circumcise everyone who's following Yahweh, who's following the Lord, following Torah mm-hmm. and the path that the Lord has traced out. If that's making you treat people that's in a way that's not loving, forget about that circumcision and just love them, period. And that comes out towards, if you have a specific idea about male roles and female roles that you're tracing from scripture, okay, is that being truly loving though? If not, and you better ask the people who have the the lower tiered role in the hierarchy sure. how that's playing out, uh, then don't it's it's not following Christ's Torah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are passages in Torah that talk about not putting a penis inside another male. And that is the wording in the Hebrew, by the way. Wow. Uh <laughs> Uh, implication be actually being a, a male servant though so there's power dynamics involved in that um y- okay you've you've found a, pl- a proof text to prove your point but is that welcome is that putting belonging first 
Are you treating people with love? Are you making people feel welcomed and accepted and together figuring out how to live in love and joy and peace together? Yeah. If not, you're not living out Christ's Torah. You need to first focus on love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I want to. There we go. So (laughs) that's great. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this whole journey of season three, going through Galatians. Uh, We've got, should we tell people? We're doing the fourth gospel next. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm excited to go through John. Yeah. Uh, Lazarus. Uh, Yes. (laughs) That continued uh, in a few weeks. Um, Easiest way to support Fountain Translation is to leave us a rating or review wherever you're on whatever app or player or website you're enjoying this on. It makes it easier for more people to find the show, whether that's YouTube or podcast apps. Second best way to support the show is to become a sponsor. You can do that for just $5 a month. When you do that, you get comment access to the Translations Google Doc, where you can be interacting with each of us and other members of the community. But you also get the satisfaction of knowing that you are supporting exceptionally nerdy independent media. You can find the link to join the community in the show notes. The music you're listening to is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Found in Translation was produced by Perry FM on unceded Chinook land. Goodbye, Brandon. Bye, Brandon. Bye, everybody. See you next season.